Well, good morning, Sunrise. <clears throat> Welcome to church on this beautiful Sunday morning. Why don't you guys come on in? We're going to get started. Welcome to you guys worshiping with us online as well. Great to have you <clears throat> singing with us, worshiping with us, and connecting with the Lord. Why don't you guys go ahead and stand as we get rolling, as we get our hearts ready to worship today. I'd like to start things off this morning um, with a call to worship that engages all of us today. So we're going to have a little interactive call to worship before we start singing. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to say a line. It's not going to be up on the screen. I kind of decided this last minute. So it's not going to be on the screen. So just um, follow me. I'm going to say a line, and you guys are going to say the same line every single time afterwards. So it's pretty easy. Your, your line is, for our God always keeps his promises. Okay? For our God always keeps his promises. So let's do this. I'm gonna, this is based out of Psalm 105. So here we go. Come, let us give thanks to God together. For our God always keeps his promises. Let us sing songs and make music together. For our God always keeps his promises. Let's watch for signs of his presence among us. For our God always keeps his promises. Let's remember all of the wonderful things he has done. For our God always keeps his promises. Amen. Let's worship together. away your word remains the same your history can prove there's nothing you can't do you're faithful and true though the storms may come and the winds may blow i'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak over it will come to your faithfulness to me. Great 
We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God is still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Let's declare this this morning. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We are prisoners, now we're running free. We are accepted, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Of the Lord's secret. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Shout out your praise. There is joy in this house. There is joy in this house today. We shout out your praise. We shout out your Cross the work was finished. 
God, you poured out your life just to give us new life. From the lips of the forgiven, here an anthem arise. Is Jesus your life? Oh, you reign above it all. You reign above it all. Over the universe and over every heart, there is no higher name. Jesus, you reign. You sent the darkness running out of an empty grave, now seated above in glory, throned on the highest praise. You sent the darkness running out of an empty grave, now seated above in glory, throned on the highest praise. You sent the darkness running out of an
shape of it all. Let's pray together. It's Jesus, you reign above it all. You reign above sin, against death, against the schemes of the enemy. I'm so thankful that we serve a God who loves us, cares for us, and pursues us. You are a faithful God. God, we just sang about your promises never fail. What you said in Scripture holds true that you are for us and not against us. That you will guide us along the path and watch over us. And that we shouldn't be afraid or discouraged because you are with us wherever we may go. God, we lean into those promises today. Holy Spirit, remind us. Remind us of those things when we're in doubt, when we're struggling to see a way out. Jesus, we love you. We worship you today. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Good morning, Sunrise. How you doing? Good. It's great to see you guys. My name is Dan Fisher. Um, and if you are new to us, you probably saw on your way, or you're seeing right now, at least on the screen, maybe on the chairs in front of you, a little QR code that you can scan with your phone. You scan that with your camera app, and that'll take you to a page on our website where you can interact with us, asking any questions that you have, and find out information about us there on our website. Uh, we're glad that you're here. Um, if you are new, make sure you stop by the welcome desk here in the lobby on your way out this morning. We'd love to just get to know you a little bit. And if you have a question that you want to ask someone in person rather than type into your device, there will be someone there who can do that for you. I want to let you know of a couple of announcements here. Next Sunday is Mother's Day. Dads, kids, next Sunday is Mother's Day, okay? Next Sunday, <laughs> Mother's Day. You got it now. Um, this summer is a cool opportunity that Julie has come up with, the Sunrise Kids Day Camp. It's going to be six Tuesdays in June and July. There's a website there that you can go to. You can also get to that website by scanning that QR code on the chair in front of you, but use that to register. The last day to register is May 12th. You got that right? That's right. Okay. May 12th is the last day to register. So that's four days after what day? That's right. I heard that from the moms. I'm going to hear it one more time from the dads. May 12th is four days after what, dads? There you go. Well done. Okay, I've done my part. Uh, on the 15th of May, that's not Mother's Day, but a week after Mother's Day. There you go. We're going to have a volunteer appreciation Sunday. Uh, it takes a lot of people around this place to make this place happen. And we want to take the time to celebrate everything that you guys do, from changing diapers to washing laundry to making sure that our devices that are hanging up to try to make sure that the folks joining us online are able to follow along, because you're important to us. So we'll do that by having our service over at Hager Park. We'll have it on the south end of the park, and we're going to grill some stuff for us to eat, and we'll ask you guys to pitch in by bringing a dish to share. We'll give you more details about that next Sunday on... Yes! All right. We're, this is really good, you guys. This is a successful morning so far. Um, <laughs> not tomorrow, but the day after is Tuesday, the, the 3rd, right, of May. I'm confusing myself because I'm so focused on Mother's Day. Uh, May 3rd 
in the evening is pub theology. That's a time where guys from our church and from outside of our church get together at Hudsonville Grill to enjoy appetizers, a couple drinks, and just conversation about life and faith, kind of the tension that comes up in the midst of all of that. You men are invited to join us for that. That is at Hudsonville Grill. I don't have a slide here to put up for you, but that's on Tuesday. Noah leads that for us. It's a great time. If you haven't been, come hang out. You don't even have to talk. You just have to just come. It's fun. Uh, what's that? Does it have to be just men? This one is for men. There is also a wine and theology for women, um, but we're not going to tell a woman if she comes that she can't be there. So <laughs> we, we're a kind group of people, but good clarifying question. Um, okay, so at this point in our service, I want to ask you guys to stand up. Kids, we have environments designed just for you. And adults, this is a time for you, if you're an introvert, to go find the bathroom or grab coffee. If you're an extrovert, to say hi to the people around you. All right, folks, go ahead and make your way back to your seats, and we'll start our conversation. So we are in week two of a conversation about life after Easter. As followers of Jesus, we believe that there is more to the story that God has written than what happens on Easter morning, and that we are a people who walk with that story in our lives, in the way that we live and in the things that we say. And so last week, we talked about the importance of a life. What is the value of a life? And how does Easter inform our view of a normal life, of an abnormal life, and how we value life. I think that Easter helps us see that every life is valuable and has imprinted on it just by having the image of God assigned to it, a value that should be honored regardless of what we look like, how we speak, what our preferences are. This morning, our conversation continues with what does life after Easter look like with a focus on taking it a step at a time. It's after Easter when some of Jesus' disciples are walking along the road that he shows up and walks with them. In this story, in this episode, what we have is literally what I just said. Followers of God who are not sitting in a room, whether they're where Jesus is or watching virtually and just listening to what Jesus is saying, but we literally have followers of Jesus who are walking along a path of life, and Jesus walks with them and asks them the question, what are you talking about as you walk along the way? There's life that happens after Easter. And if we try to digest all of it at once, try to take on all of the problems of life at once, address all of the challenges of life, foresee everything that could happen and have a plan through it before it happens, we will stress ourselves out. It is the person and presence of Jesus in this world and his life, his teaching, his death and resurrection that gives us the confidence that we can walk our lives a step at a time. Following a God who has orchestrated this world, put it together, and put you together in such a way that he is sustaining us. Let's rewind the story a little bit in terms of the biblical story to Joshua. Joshua and the nation of Israel are leaving one place and heading to another, and they come to a Jordan River. 
And that Jordan River for them presents a very tangible and also spiritually significant boundary that they have to figure out how to cross. There's no way that they could have planned beforehand how it is they would address the situation if their way forward seemed to be completely blocked. The Jordan River, if you have not been to Israel, is not that wide of a river. There are portions where it looks like it's a ditch. But there are places where it's about as wide as a section of these chairs here. And it flows very quickly. So much so that when I was there with a group of people and we were doing baptisms, someone, as they were getting baptized, put their foot up in their flip-flop, went sailing down the Jordan River. And I sprinted as fast as I could with someone else to try to catch up to the flip-flop so we could grab that and return it to its owner. But the speed of the water was too fast. No one would quickly jump into those waters if they had in their minds to get to the other side safely, much less if they were bringing with them a family or a larger group of people. And yet Israel stands at those waters wondering what in the world they're supposed to do. And God tells them to do something that just seems weird because this group of people were there at the Red Sea when God said that he would part it, and he did, and then they walked through. And yet in this case, what happens is Jesus, God, not Jesus, Jesus did not yet come. God tells the leaders of Israel, here's what I want you to do. Step into the water. Take the first step. And as you take that first step into what feels like something that will sweep you away, I'll make a way for you. And so they did it. They stepped into the waters that had not yet been parted. There was no prom- there was a promise, but there was no proof that God would show himself to be faithful. And they stepped into the Jordan waters, and those flip-flop carrying currents were stopped so that they could walk through. I think if we look at our past, our spiritual heritage in that timeline, if we look at Easter and the conversation that Jesus has with his disciples, if we look at just the history of sunrise and we pay attention, we can understand that life after Easter brings with it the invitation to relax our shoulders, to not feel like we have to have everything figured out, and to take it a step at a time. Let me dig in now to the history of sunrise. I think this is important because, like I said, Uh, Life for us, especially if we are people who like to have answers for everything, feels like it weighs so heavily on only our shoulders and that we have to have the answers moving forward. Sunrise started with a group of people who didn't have answers. (laughs) A group of people who came together after leaving one church and decided that they wanted to form their own church without yet having a pastor. And so Paul Erfmeyer a man who some of you know, and a group of people who were dedicated to seeing this group of people move forward, decided to invite Dave Breen to come and be the first pastor of Sunrise. And Dave Breen was a good man. Some of you know him. Some of you have no idea who he is, and that's okay. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, and I want to continue in this story because I think it's important for us. So 20 years ago is when Sunrise had its first service. That was in September of 2003 almost 20 years ago. Uh, Dave was a great pastor. He battled cancer while serving at Sunrise. That's not, generally speaking, what a church would hope 
they would have to walk through with a pastor. And that group of people at that time did not have all of the answers about how to handle that. They were facing what I would imagine felt a little bit like a Jordan River, where they had to just walk through that and believe that God would be faithful. And he was. So Dave was a man who, uh, in the midst of that struggle with cancer, he expressed the grace and love that made room for other people. You hear us talk about, if you know what our vision is, it is to transform this world with God's what? Grace and love. A lot of that comes from Dave Green because of the group of people who decided to help start Sunrise. Uh, As Dave was getting sick, he knew that it was important for him to make room for more than himself as a leader. And so he made room for other leaders to step in. And Tim Breen was one of those people who he asked to step in, his nephew. Uh, Tim Breen came in and stepped in as uh, a pastor of Sunrise. Uh, Dave was still here and still led the charge, but Tim was the one who was up front and was speaking. Uh, This was a step of faith. It was a step of faith for Sunrise Ministries. It was a step of faith for Dave and for his family to say, I'll step aside enough for someone else to step in and lead. And we'll take this a step at a time, continuing to be a people who work to express God's grace and his love. So uh, Tim stepped in, and uh, what the community learned was that this church did not have to depend on just Dave to be its leader. And Tim, for four, four years later in 2010, Tim stepped away from Sunrise. He invested his life well here. And this community realized yet again that the role of leadership in this church rests on Jesus, not on a pastor or on a board or on any member of a board. This church was aware, whether they wanted to be or not, that this story of God's faithfulness that we took the time to go through a couple summers ago that I just referred to a moment ago brings with it the person and presence and promise of a God who sustains his people. So in 2010, after Tim stepped away, Dave became the primary pastor again, and he served for three more years until he died in 2013. If you have walked with a loved one or a family who has had a loved one, who's been in those terminally sick years, you know that's stressful and it brings with it lots of questions. If you were here during that time as sunrise, I was not. I can't help but imagine that there were all kinds of questions that came with that. And this church decided to take it a step at a time to figure that out and to walk through it. The church yet did not have its own building. (laughs) This church was meeting in various places. They were meeting in uh, the Pinnacle Center, and in a gym. And I had a really rocking picture of Dan Dupuis who was here holding an accordion while he led worship that I wanted to show you guys. But then I felt a little bit badly about it, but not badly enough that I'm not mentioning it now. So, is it up there? Oh, it is up there. Oh. <laughs> Dan is a man of, of many, many talents. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, In 2013, Bob Woolen came to Sunrise. Many of you know Bob. You probably have some memories of him, whether you had overlapping time with him here or at En Gedi. And Bob was a person who helped Sunrise take another step. If 
not if, Dave was someone who exuded love and grace and relationship with everyone he came into interactions with. Tim was an excellent communicator. He cared about people too. And Bob came in as someone who also cared about people, but brought a level of organization to Sunrise Ministries that Sunrise needed to continue to move forward. And if we can take the time to see those movements there, it makes sense that that's just what needs to happen in the course of the life of a church. And so Bob came in and he helped Sunrise get into this building and celebrate its first Sunday here. And that was in, what year was that? 2017? Yeah, 2017. So for 14 years, Sunrise Ministries was a wandering community without a permanent home. And through all of that, God was faithful each step of the way to finally get into this building. So Dave brought a strong pastoral heart. He stepped up to develop a very strong sense of connection. Bob brought organization to Sunrise, helping to secure this building and putting together documents that would help Sunrise thrive. And then Bob took a step of faith when he left Sunrise in 2017. And his exit from Sunrise meant an exit from full-time ministry, at least for a season. And once again, (laughs) once again, Sunrise was faced with what is common in every church, a change in leadership. And that's hard. The, The nation of Israel was facing a change of leadership when they realized that Moses would not be leading them anymore as the baton was handed off to Joshua. The church of Jesus Christ, his followers, realized that in terms of following a physical person, there was a change in leadership as Jesus ascended back to heaven. And it rested then on the leaders who walked with Jesus to continue moving his church forward. And all along, in all of those stories, are these moments of taking steps, but there are all kinds of questions. In 2018, this community welcomed me as your lead pastor. You guys waived the height requirement, and for that I am still thankful. (laughs) And I'm not Dave or Tim or Bob. I rest somewhere in the middle in that full spectrum. And it was in November of 2018 that um, we came here. And our own story as the Fishers is one where it was a step at a time for us to get here. Maybe it's the same story for you guys, how you landed here. I worked at another church. Loved it there. Didn't really have a plan to go anywhere specific, though my wife and I sensed it was time for us to go somewhere else. And so we started to just kind of see what was out there. Jim Liskey, a friend of Sunrise, called out and he said, hey, Dan, you should talk to some people. And so we took a step. And we talked with Carol Van Heitzma, who many of you know because she remembers your name. And she doesn't like it when we say that, but it's true, she does. We sat down with her, and we took a step at a time. And then we landed here, and you guys are wonderful people. We love Sunrise. And in all of this, you can see how there is a movement of, and a need for people who follow God to take steps at a time. So we came here in 2018, and when I arrived, we had too many people on staff, so we made some bold but healthy moves. Our staff, our elders and directors, became more aware of how much we are one team serving alongside each other. And it was that teamwork that led to our other piece of property. Some of you maybe don't know about that yet, but we have another piece of property that's now only weeks away from its final closing. The thing's going to sell. 
And we were at a place a year ago, two years ago, where we had no idea what we were going to do with that piece of property or where we were in the process. Sunrise committed to taking a step at a time. So our staff team has been adaptable. It's been effective. During the pandemic, we all worked together. You guys pitched in to provide emergency food relief for more than 3,000 families. That's ridiculous, you guys. You know that? We worked together, and with nonprofits and for-profits, we distributed over $106,000 worth of food and over $20,000 worth of personal care items. You guys did that. That was in March, two years ago. We had no idea what to do, but there was a problem that was in front of us and our community, and we decided we would take a step at a time. And God was faithful. Guys, I got to show you these pictures. I keep forgetting to show you these pictures. Look at all that bread. We had someone who donated all of that bread more than once. That's a lot of bread, guys. A lot of peanut butter and jelly there. We had all kinds of fruits, vegetables, food that we had kept in our freezers. We did all kinds of other crazy things, too, over the last couple of years. And this is a good exercise for me. And I'm sharing it with you because it's such a good exercise to realize in the midst of taking so many incremental steps, if we can look back at the rearview mirror, there are a lot of great things that have happened along the way. We did a really cool outside party thing, and there's a cute dog that one person's excited about. (laughs) And it was fun. Guys, we took that a step at a time. We even decided that we were going to do a potluck in this building. I know, that's so 2019. (laughs) But we did a a thankful potluck here and had a ton of fun with lots of pancakes. We realized that in Niger, soccer balls mean a lot to kids there. Not just because they represent an opportunity to have fun, but they represent love and provide belonging and they're a tool in the hands of our missional partners there. So you guys overwhelmed them to the point of raising soccer balls two years ago that right now they've just run out of them. Two years later, you took it a step at a time. Managing a pandemic, your own lives. How in the world it was you were going to have conversations in the realm of politics or COVID-19 with your family and friends, and yet you still decided to take a step at a time to move forward, and we can see and celebrate God's faithfulness. We even did something that was absolutely ridiculous in some people's minds. We put together an online forum for people to talk about conversations that people are already having in their homes, but we wanted to have one here at our church online for people to be a part of, and we talked about racial tensions and diversity and how it is we work together. Some of you felt a little bit uncomfortable about that step, but we took it. We got lots of great feedback from people inside and outside of the church. And then, of course, those of you who participated know, we did this New Year's Eve party for our kids. And Penny let us do that. Small step, but steps that we take together to move forward as a family, recognizing that that's just part of what we do. So anyway, this part of Sunrise's story took shape because we decided to take steps. Just like that first team of leadership that Paul led when they took the step to invite Dave Breen to be the pastor. The step that we took was familiar to the step this community took when purchasing this property that is now home to us. The challenge when any step is taken is to not focus on that step too much. When a pastor dies, it's very easy for a church to not just take the time to see and to live in that moment, but it's easy to let your church be defined by that. It's easy to focus so much so 
on the lack of being able to meet as a church in a building that you don't take the opportunity that you have in front of you to serve the community around you in huge ways. So the tension is to take it a step at a time, but to also focus on the big picture. And the big picture of what God has been doing and is doing in this world, including at sunrise, is vibrant and it's strong. It's easy to see and to celebrate the growing history of sunrise having what it needs when it needs it. Let me remind you, those of you who were here before we had this building, you are now sitting in a building that you did not have, that we did not have for the majority of our existence. God is good. So it's easy to see that all, in all of this, the credit for the provisions that we have go much higher than the boardroom, the church office, or even the pastor's office. God has been good and will continue to be good to sunrise. What we have been constantly challenged to do, just like every other local church has been challenged to do, is to take steps. Some of those steps, like ordering office equipment, are fun and easy, but some of those steps are hard, like saying goodbye to a pastor. But each of those steps is like a puzzle piece that when seen in relationship to the big picture makes sense and provides a measure of needed beauty and cohesion. The freshness of each step is what can make things difficult for us to focus on the big picture, and there's another step that Sunrise needs to take, and it's a step that we've taken before and will take again. Sunrise needs to identify a new pastor for this next season of ministry. While I have done my best to serve Sunrise with high character, integrity, and enthusiasm, and while my family and I have done our best to embody what it means to be transformed by God's love and grace, and while I have worked with our staff, our elders, and directors to lead this body to transform this world with God's grace and love, I can't do so anymore. I need to make a change for the sake of my family and for the sake of my own health. The elders, the directors, and staff knew about this before, Sunday, before this morning, so it's okay. <laughs> You're now learning that June 5 will be my last Sunday as pastor at Sunrise Ministries. It's a big step for me. It's a big step for the Fisher family. I've invested my entire vocational career to ministry. And what I've decided is that I need an actual challenge. This is too easy. (laughs) Thanks for laughing with me. I'm not leaving Sunrise to become a lead pastor somewhere else. I am not leaving Sunrise to join another church. I am leaving Sunrise as a staff member. I am leaving ministry as a vocational staff member because I need to do that for me, for my own health, and for my family. So there isn't a lead pastor position that'll pay me more or a church staff that will be a better fit. I love this church. My family loves this church. I love this staff. I love this leadership. But it's clear that I need to make a change, taking another step so that the big picture of sunrise and the big picture of my own life takes on its intended shape. So as we move closer to June 5, we're going to invest our Sunday conversations on two things. First, next Sunday is what? Mother's Mother's Day. Day. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to take the time to remind ourselves of those pivotal moments 
in the story of God's movement in this world where the community of God has needed to take a step and where God has been faithful. Because part of my job is to help us see this step that's in front of us, but to also see the big picture so that we can move through this step well. So, I know it's not easy for a church to go through the transition of a pastor. For those of you who are excited, thank you for holding it in. Please continue to do so for now. But you know and I know that transitions can happen well. And so do your elders. Taking the next step, even when the big picture isn't clear, is a common theme in the life of God's people. So we will take some time to look at pivotal step-taking moments in our spiritual history to help us see and celebrate that there's a big, beautiful picture taking place that makes every step that we take worth it. So this week, I think maybe even today, the elders are going to email everyone in our church to make sure that all of you have an opportunity to ask questions, to share the names of any individuals who you believe could be a good candidate for the lead pastor, and to help you process this step that we're all taking together, yet differently. To those of you who are newer to Sunrise, whether this is your first Sunday or you've just been here for the last few weeks or months, we've been praying for you. You are important to this church. You need to know, and the people who've been here for a while need to know, that Sunrise is not Dan Fisher's church. Sunrise is our church. And Dan Fisher is not the leader of Sunrise Ministries. Jesus Christ is. And I answer to our elders and our directors. They are wonderful people. So Sunrise, it was difficult to say goodbye to Dave. It wasn't easy to say goodbye to Tim. And it wasn't comfortable to say goodbye to Bob. But we would not be where we are today without the investment of those lead pastors or without them and Sunrise taking the next steps that needed to be taken in those times. We have an excellent team of elders. I know all of their names, but I'm going to read them so I don't leave somebody out. And because I'm more nervous now than I've ever been standing in front of you people. <laughs> Carol Van Heitzma, Joe Nykirk, Gina Ratterink, Mike Lonely, Loney, Kate Jansen, Debbie Ozinski, and Mike Dorn, the guy who's been here forever. These women and men serve <laughs> with a pure heart and skillful hands. They are corporately and individually gifts to this church. And I don't know if you guys fully know that. The amount of time that I have seen these folks pray for you, wrestle through best next steps, I don't know how to articulate to you. They're amazing people. And um, <clears throat> our directors, they're pretty fantastic too, but they like numbers, so they're kind of weird. <laughs> Dick Reimink, Suvis, Emily Heisen, Doug Sturkin, Denny Bishop, and Bruce Van Campen. They manage budgets. They've dealt with lawyers and trying to sell the other piece of property, guiding this church financially through an incredibly difficult season. I believe in them. And of course, there's a really big group of volunteers who serve in a bunch of ways. And you are the people who keep this place going. You climb ladders in the freezing cold to make sure that the temperature in here is comfortable. 
You turn dials and push magical buttons to make our lights, sound, and streaming work. You hold babies and let them sneeze on you. (laughs) Change their stinky diapers. You wash laundry, make meals, write notes, make visits, pray with people. You do so much. And we see some of the things that you do, but we'll never know the full investment that you make or be able to fully celebrate how you've made this group of people a priority. Thank you. Sunrise, I love you. I've said this to our elders and our directors and I think to our staff, but you guys have taught me how to be a lead pastor. You've challenged me, you've supported me and my family through these last two years that have challenged all of us in ways that we never wanted to be challenged. Thanks for including us in this community for this period of time. It's actually been almost three years. We'll be here through June 5th. Like I said, June 5 will be my last Sunday. But before then, we have work to do. And once that date comes, we'll leave with a deep sense of gratitude for you and for our shared time together. My family's been amazing. It's not easy to be married to a church staff member, much less the pastor. Uh, uh, (laughs) Stephanie, you've walked alongside me faithfully with great wisdom and with support for a long time. Thank you. Addison and Sam, I can't express to you how proud I am of you. You've bravely been yourselves, and I don't want that to ever change. (coughs) Guys, all of us have a role to play in this next step at sunrise. And I know that this is a lot to absorb, and I wish there was an easier way to do this. There is no doubt in my mind, or in yours, that this step is going to prompt questions and some concerns, and that's okay. You are allowed to feel anything that you feel along the way. But I do believe that this step will also, if we pay attention to it, I believe it will prompt a sense of peace and of confidence as well. So over the next few weeks, we'll aim to focus on these things, anchoring ourselves again in the faithfulness of God through all of the steps that have been taken throughout the course of God's movement in this world. The fact of the matter is, Sunrise started a long time ago, and there has been here at Sunrise several different pastors, leaders, and teams. And in the future, there is someone who we don't know yet who will be partnered with the team of Sunrise. And what I want to do is to help you guys realize that, yeah, there's a timeline of what has happened at Sunrise, but there's also behind it, I exemplified it up there, tried to symbolize it by that gray line, a presence and a power of God's love and grace that goes with, that continues throughout the story. And what has been constant in the story of Sunrise has been that presence of God in the presence of a team, a team of elders, a team of directors, a team of staff, and a team of you. So, there's life after Easter. There are steps that we take, challenging steps sometimes, like walking into your home with a brand new baby, saying goodbye to a pastor, or whatever it is. But God is faithful, 
and he is present so we can do this. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the gift that you are, that sunrise is to this community around us and to this community that calls itself sunrise. You, uh, you have a different perspective than we do. You provide for us, not just in terms of love and of grace, but in the material things that we need. We believe what your scriptures say when you say we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We can look at the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, see your faithfulness there. We can look at the stories of your faithfulness throughout Scripture. We can look at our own corporate stories, our own family stories, and our own individual stories to see that you have been there, and there is no reason for us to expect that you will not be there with us in the future. And so, God, we are thankful for that. As we close this service, God, we want to continue to ask how it is we can respond to you. Uh, we don't want these times. These times are not just for us to sit and listen moments and opportunities for us to be shaped by the things that we believe that you're calling us to. God, I pray for our elders, for our directors, for our staff, for our volunteers, for the folks who are newer to Sunrise, for the folks who've been here for a long time. God, bless them. Encourage them. Remind them of your presence. And God, for this process that's about to take place of looking for a pastor, it's going to take time. We know that. There are going to be all kinds of questions. There are going to be some frustrations. There are going to be moments of hope. And eventually there's going to be the celebration of a new pastor being welcomed into this church. And God, we look forward to that day. So for whoever that person is, we also pray that you would encourage them, that you would equip them, that you would allow them to see even now the faithfulness that you bring in the moments when they themselves take steps to And as their steps lead them here, we know that you will prepare them, that you will guide them, and you will bless them to partner well with the leaders who are here to continue to move this church forward toward you and this community. God, we're thankful for these things in Christ's name. Amen. At the end of... So so at the end of every service, we give folks an opportunity to respond. And there are a bunch of different ways you can do that. Maybe right now you don't know how to respond. That's okay. I don't really know how to respond right now. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, Sunrise Ministries needs to continue moving forward financially. So we need your continued financial support. You can do that by scanning the QR code that's on the chairs in front of you, clicking the link if you're watching online, or there's a bucket back there that you can drop a donation into as well. Uh, Join us as we sing. Hang around, talk to some folks, process what you need to. Reminder, you'll get an email from the elders early this week that will invite you to have conversations with them too. Take advantage of that. They are wonderful people, even if you've never talked to them before. They will help support and encourage you through all of this. And we'll be here still too until June 5. All right, I'm getting off the stage. Let's sing.
I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay in my head. I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been
We can do that, guys. In the midst of whatever steps we need to take, including this one, we can sing of the faithfulness of God. I forgot to mention my wife invited me to share wisely, so what we're doing next. We're not planning to move. We're not planning to leave the community. Um, I am working toward teaching a course at a local school this next fall. Uh, and I'm also starting to leverage some consulting work that I started doing before. Maybe some of you saw that online. The elders know about that. It's a side gig kind of thing. Outside of that, I'm not really sure what's next. So uh, we are here um, taking steps right alongside of you guys figuring out what's next. We would appreciate your prayers. You need to know that we, as in the staff, the elders, the directors of Sunrise, are continuing to pray for you too as you navigate this step and all of the other steps in life that you're taking. We serve a God who is with us, who is continuing to transform our own internal worlds with his grace and his love. May we do the same in the world around us. Sunrise, we love you. We'll see you next Sunday. On? Well done.